I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. You wanted more? Here's season four of the Connor and Smith Show. That's a lot of like yelling. Are we selling cars? What's going on? If you're in, if you're looking for a car, speaking of cars, um, uh, what are we doing here tonight? Um, today we are watching the Gilded Age. It's snowing. It's snowing. Um, we are doing a, uh, a whole bunch of DC beloved theater actors um, so far, and tonight is no exception. Uh, the legendary Bobby Smith joins us. Bobby Smith! Um, and we had a really great time chatting with him. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Are we are we on the air? Are we live? <laughs> is it Memorex? I what is it? Oh my Hi, God. honey, you know I'm soaking in it. In the words of Joe Clarko, <laughs> you've already begun. You've already begun. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Then Sam Sam Ludwig used to always go Ooh, whenever that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Was that conjuring up all of the? Uh... I I'm, I can't be sure. Uh, yeah. I just I just remember, you know, Sam's in his own world, and Joe would say that, and I would look at Sam, and he'd go, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my gosh, Bobby, how are you? Hi, darling. Ah, this is gonna be like a two-hour extra episode of Dallas tonight. We're gonna go and go and go. Well, listen, the Thousand Pound Sisters are on, so I gotta, you know, I gotta get on to that. My programs are on TLC, you know. Uh, your programs yeah, my, my programs my, my 600 pound life oh my god and my, and my 90 day fiance oh yeah your stories my stories yeah. you gotta watch your stories oh it's my new stories y'all <laughs> bobby it's it's been a minute how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good how are you guys oh gosh who cares well i i care we're um, we're just you know living on our own islands like everybody else, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's just sort of like, you know, just basic survival of like, food. How do we make money? And uh, we gotta walk the pugs. Okay, that's it. That's totally it. And it got really scary for a while. I mean, at least as far as like going anywhere and being in contact with anyone, everybody was you know getting the 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 virus so yeah it's been it's been great it's really been great. are you still are you still teaching or doing anything online i'm trying yeah i mean sometimes it's in person like it depends on it's really weird because sometimes it depends on what county like what county you're in in maryland whether they're allowed to have in-person classes and sometimes they're on uh, on zoom yeah yeah now i'd like to point out growing up before I met you, there was the, um, there was the, not disclaimer, but when you, when you would say Bobby Smith, when I was working in dinner theater, yeah, somebody would, 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 would uh, clarify Bobby Smith girl, Bobby Smith boy. That's right. That's right. Cause I worked with Bobby Smith girl before I met Bobby Smith boy. Love her so much. 
and um, she would go around the room trying to guess everybody's horoscopes. I mean, yeah, uh, Sagittarius. All right, yeah, the horoscope signs. Um, and she had all these pencils in her hair, and she was fantastic. And and like five pairs of glasses. Did Bobby Smith boy ever work with Bobby Smith girl? Oh yeah, a bunch of times. That's uh, so. I'm still teaching at her studio. Oh, you're kidding. So Bobby Smith is now as you took over her, her, her dance studio. Well, I didn't take it over. Her sister did. But I, I still Vicky, um, Vicky Smith and uh, and Bobby's daughters still uh, have a hand in it. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fantastic. And, and the talent machine, which has been going on for 30 years in Annapolis um, and their Christmas show and their summer shows uh, that's been happening for 30 years. And, and it's all because of Bobby. Wow. Yeah. They just, they, it's, it's kind of amazing because they do productions, but they don't charge the kids to, to do them. So, uh, and, and so it all comes from funding and the parents help. Wow. Yeah. I don't mean financially. I just mean the parents come in and run follow spot and stuff. And the mission is so the kids actually have something to talk about at the dinner table with their parents, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's very cool. It's really cool. Bobby, I know we're going to get to all kinds of, we're going to get to all, all things, Bobby. But when you teach, what do you, what would you consider your forte in teaching these days? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I mean, until I get back, we're like into, into it i'm not sure what my forte is i mean like i've taught rhythm tap for a long long time for teenagers right and and for adults too but um you know i'm certainly not but i've been doing that long with the longest so i feel the most comfortable doing that but next would be coaching songs um, um, voice coaching and, and coaching material and, um, and we'll go from there you know are there different I'm going to ask a really stupid question that I, sh I should probably know. Are there different styles in, in, in um, classes of tap? Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know so much around here, but there's like, just like, um, like there's lyrical tap, there's Broadway tap, there's rhythm tap. Um, and, and there's probably more. I mean, uh, and, and anything else kind of falls under. Um, <laughs> another, well, no, I mean, um, uh oh what's the name of the show that the irish show that oh, uh, river dance. yeah like there's and other things fall under uh irish tap irish um step dancing and, and stuff like that when did you first uh step into a studio at what, what age oh god i didn't i just got it all from um from broadway uh from broadway shows hang on one second i'm trying to i don't want to leave i want to cancel are you still there yeah. yeah, I hit something with my ear. I'm sorry. Um, I just learned it all from from a show tapping, and then Alona Cassell locked me into a studio at Peabody. Alona Cassell. Alona Cassell, and she taught me like she was. She took my kind of mediocre tapping to like another place, and and. And then when I went back to New York, I, I studied with Henry Letang in New York. So uh, and 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 another gentleman that I believe has passed away and he had a private studio and he was really mean. And um, yeah, he, he scared me. But it just it just. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different teachers out there. Well, you know, one of my favorite shows to watch and also be in. 
of course, is uh, the crazy for you. Oh, the crazy. She's crazy. Yeah. 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 And um, I was I was a part of a dinner theater production that did the um, Stroman choreography. And I was never a tap dancer. I faked my way through it. But my God, the, the Susan Stroman tapping in Crazy for You, there's just nothing like it. Oh, it's so much fun. Oh, gosh, it's crazy. Did did Michael Kubala direct that? Um, not the time we did it. No, you know what? Let's see. He did the one before us, and then, it, but then they then they then they hand you the tape and say, "Just learn it." But that production, like, was like revived like a bazillion times, right? Yeah, yeah. like they, yeah. it went in burn break for what, like a year or something. Yeah, and then they kept doing it. I heard each production was even better than the last. So. What was your what's your connection with that show? I did it in New York. I uh, um I was what was I? I had started doing World Goes Round off Broadway and as a standby and then I went on tour with the show and I was also dance captain and and um uh and so I was like Stroman would come in once a month and I would sit out I would go out of the show and I would sit with her and we would watch the show and take notes and stuff and you know back in the day you had to give notes you had to give notes before every performance you had to like there was nothing that you did the night before that was specifically perfect so she and and she just want notes to be given like as the weeks went on and then you know sometimes it was every night sometimes it was every other night but then you had to fax those things to her every night Anyway, um, I, but I digress. So, um, yeah, and I got back in town, and then I got a phone call from my agent that was like, they want you to start in Crazy For You, uh, like, in a week. It was around Christmas. And uh, so I went in, and I was a swing, and uh, I stood by for 14, 12 or 14 parts. I, I don't remember, but I was never very good at the other ones. Like, there's, you have, like, you know, like six primary and six secondary. So I was never very good at the secondary ones. And um, and then I replaced uh, permanently, and then I left the show. So that's what I know about Crazy for You, by God. She was a cruel mistress. <laughs> well, you know, you already know this. It's just a fantastic, almost um, perfect little story uh, with just, you know, a tremendous score and the choreography oh. just really exciting to watch. Oh, yeah. And there wasn't another production, even the, the ones that went on tour. I think Paper Mill Playhouse came closest. And I think they filmed the Paper Mill Playhouse production. Like Chris Peterson, who was just was a doll and I just loved him was Stroman's like assistant on that show. And he was just a great man. And uh, so he wound up staging it for paper mill playhouse. But what I mean by that is they, the treadmill that the girls entered on, on into, into dead rock, they were, you know, it comes up in silhouette and they're uh, playing um, stairway to paradise. And, uh, and there's a treadmill that the girls were walking on, like, boom, jack, boom, jack, boom. And it was so great. And, and like the ending, the big finale with all the stuff coming in and flying and coming up from the, um, from the stage and so forth, that never made it on tour. And so it was a shame because I, I've never seen anything like it since. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen other productions and I look, uh, the one, uh, the, um, 
the production that signature was a lot of fun and dennis jones did such a great job i i didn't think he was gonna um you know be able to kind of like top that stroman choreography and he absolutely did his own thing and it was delightful yeah no we we, we loved it too it's, it's one of those things where uh after watching susan's and doing susan's it's like you know it's different you know it's good you know someone's done something different with it but it still gives you a little like uh your eyes kind of blink twice twitch, wait, wait, twitch wait, a little bit yeah wait 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 it's supposed to be oh how i hate to oh. wear my tights in the afternoon oh how boom, i hate boom, to wear my boom, tights boom, in boom, the boom, afternoon boom. Oh. yeah <laughs> um bobby see am i talking too much no never i'm a really good host i know um bobby, where are you from? So say that again where are you from originally Blacksburg, Virginia. Oh, yes, down there on the west. Yeah, I, like Christiansburg, Blacksburg. Yeah, down there. And you you, you were in the arts like in, in, in like uh, high school and all that stuff? Yeah, kind of. Kind of, you know, my middle school, Bird Middle School, Harry Flood Bird. I don't know if he was a racist or not. We could look that up. He probably was. But uh, Harry Flood Bird Middle School. I'm like, am I going to get in trouble for saying that? No. Oh, no. No one listens to us. Yeah, well, I see Harry Flood Bird. Uh, they, we did a production of Lil Abner in middle school, and that was it for me. You know, I was done. Yeah. I was done in. And I played like... Mayor Dogmeat or something like that. I don't even remember. Mayor Dogmeat. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Dogmeat. And I and I, I got the bug. And my friend, Paul Geeslin, who was like my um, my very dear close friend in high school. And he was strange like I was. And he did that. And he played Evil Life Legal. And he was so great. But he has since gone off to Ballet Trucadero. And he dances with Ballet Trucadero, and he's the, the um, ballet master now. And so he was the one that kind of influenced me into theater. I just kind of followed him. Yeah. Did you go? Did you move to New York to try to get a job in on Broadway, or did, did you land the job before? Did the job call you and you went to New York? I moved to New York. I, I got, you know what? I was pushed actually because i did not want that's another story it's a family story uh and it's not a pretty one but i had family members that decided they wanted to come back into my life after years of being away and they thought oh well we have money and influence we'll push him to do things for his career which was moved to new york and i did not want to do that but i did and i had fun and now i'm back <laughs> right right it's not it's just not my thing it's not my city i love it uh you know but i flourished in the wrong direction there yeah and yet now you live in the great state of maryland i do it's a beautiful state out here on ellie oaks farm with, that, a, that cute, with you, a cute puppy that made you go silent Yes, I, I don't own a farm, but but I, I do live on a farm. Mm -hmm. Now, you also are a tremendous, beautiful director. Um, I, you're so sweet to say that. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, I do direct some stuff. I have. Yeah. Well, the reason I say that is, you know, I think, you know, there's 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 imitators 
in my now clearly who, who am I there are imitators and there are also creators and you seem to be both and when you work with Bobby in my opinion Stephen can can um, tell me I'm wrong but when when you work when I worked with you it really felt like your your artistic intuition is way ahead of your uh, what's on the page your, you, your intuition you've already got what the the show wants way before you know half the other cast gets it. You're 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 that much ahead because you know Ooh. what more can. Ooh, and you're so lovely. That's a big old statement there, baby. But I, if you were in front of me, I'd kiss you on the lips. <laughs> well, what's going what's going to get to is you and Stephen working together on well, another show that you've directed and been in, which is the Forever Plaid. Yes. Uh, is that that's not. That's not based on a true story, is it? No. No, it's not. It is based oh, on a right, play. Because they, they die. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. I'm so sorry. Because they're dead. But, <laughs> but I think, actually, Stuart Ross is sparky. I do think that he uh, wrote that role for, you know, um, from his inner soul. So, yeah. Well, Stevie, why don't you just talk about your experience with Fever Plaid? I mean, I didn't know Fever Plaid, but clearly, my God, what a great show just to listen to. Oh, my God. It's so much fun to do, and it's so much fun for the audiences. Steve, Stephen was brilliant in it, and I, uh, and I, would, I would do it again. We should do it again. We could be the old Plaids. Oh, my God. It's called the old Plaids? <laughs> we could, well, I think you could actually... I mean, if we're going to get into casting, I think you can do it with any age as long as everyone's the same age. Yeah. That's I think you can get away with that. Yeah. I just recall, you know, halfway into the rehearsal process going, now I understand why this is like a, a resume show of like, oh, you need to make sure this always remains on your resume because if people see you've done it, they just call you for that part. Yeah. Um, and they know you can part sing like like nobody else. I mean, like, you know, they like I, I've done it with people that have trouble learning the harmonies, but they never fail. Right. It's just like once you get into the crunch of it, you you can learn it. But yeah, it, it it's a good resume credit. And it it's my God, the um, Ed Sullivan show um, in and of itself is like <clears throat> unlike anything I've ever done as far as like, I didn't even have the hard part. I just had the accordion. Um, right. No, that is the hard part, Steven. No, people were eating flame. That's it's, not. Yeah, but Jinx thinks that the audience is going crazy for him, though. Of so that's the brilliant <laughs> Of course he does. And you know what's yeah. really funny? I think about Jinx all the time because I constantly get nosebleeds. Do like, you for really? Real. For real, yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. Maybe you told me and I don't remember, but yeah. Oh, constantly. It, it's it's embarrassingly so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so it was very relatable at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. It still happens in the winter, probably, right? Oh, when, when it's cool, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, no, when it gets cool in my rheumatism. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm eating my nabs. Yes. I, yeah, so it's... Um, but when we... Well, yeah, I, I've got, yeah, I think for actually, I think I'm one of these people that, that I think that there are some, a few that, that are, um, they're really happy shows, a few really happy shows. And I think 
forever plaid is one of them and and i i a lot of people don't know the show well enough to to really understand what a beautiful kind of story it is because they think it's just a jukebox musical and it's not really and um um yeah i i just it, we could use a little bit more of that today yeah i i it's it's so it's not a jukebox musical at all in my opinion it's so um intricately staged you directed it choreographed it beautifully um You've done that several times, and I, it's it's one of those shows that. And I went on. That's right, you did. Oh my god! But <laughs> and I went on for two different roles. That's right. Oh my god. Okay, you we're not even going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. Slipped down the steps. <laughs> Say what? I said, who accidentally slipped down the steps, like in Showgirls? Yes, exactly. Well, I did. I had to stop the show because I stepped off the platform backwards and wrenched my back. Oh, my God. You remember that? Now I do. Yeah, we had to stop for like, I just had to stop because I could not think. It hurt so bad. And I had to think so hard to, to, to like sing that middle part. And I was just like, yeah, it was. But it was fine. We had fun. I wound up having a good time. Oh, God. Um, that, uh, that, that was a long time ago. My goodness. Um, yes, it was my, back, yes. Back when we were young. Yeah. Because I was still, I was still driving back and forth from Lynchburg because my mom was, um, uh, dying. And, uh, and so I hadn't really settled up here yet. Um, what, God, you've you've had so many amazing uh, performances in the DC area. Um, Shut up! You have, you have. Shut up! It, well, it's all going to hell in a handbasket now. She theater. She's a cruel mistress. <laughs> yeah, you know, I there's you, one time. Um, Holly, uh, I told Holly Twyford. Uh, she was in a reading of something, and we were talking, and she said something about, you know, how was the play? What did you think of the play or something? And I said, Holly, when you're in a show, I really don't know if the show's bad or good. Because yeah. you bring something out of the show, and I can't, you know, stop watching you. And I think there's a lot of times, uh, what are you looking for, Steve? No, go ahead. I think there's a lot of times when um, you are in a performance that also you are so captivating to watch, and one of the shows that you really made a difference in my life, in my view of the, the production, because I always thought the production or the show itself was not as deep as it was when I saw you in the show, Lakash. Oh, thank you. You're and, so nice. And maybe I'm just shallow and didn't realize that the, that the show had um, such a wonderful, wonderful uh but you brought such a humanness to that that character, and um, was that the first? Was that the only time that you've been in Lakash? Yes, it was the only time I've worn high heels. Wow, that seems I like know. a lie. It is, well, not, no, it is so not a lie. There was one but that was it. How dare you? Look, I I wore some flats playing Mrs. Loose in Little Shop of Horrors at one point. You know, I'll, oh be, I'll be honest, yeah, but they weren't heels. Um, and how was it wearing heels? Being <laughs> a tap I still am in pain today because of it. But uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like, I said, like in rehearsal, I was like, you people. 
act like you just have a pair of heels in your closet at home. <laughs> and the whole room gasped like, yes, don't you? <laughs> and I was like, well, no, I guess it's time I get on this train here. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, your performance of the song I Am What I Am was just, um, it's one of those things that I'll never forget. Um, Thank you. So powerful. It, it means a lot to me that you say that. Um, I wanted to be um, a good representation for the community yes. uh, in that role. And, um, and I did not want it to be a caricature. And I also didn't want it to be just a a man trying to play a, uh, a female impersonator. Right. And I, I, so it, it meant a lot to me. It also meant a lot to me as we um, rehearsed because I, I'll try to make this story uh, short, but when I first moved to New York uh, and it was 1988, was my first summer in New York. And I, I was staying in this this um, little studio apartment on 46 between 9th and 10th. And I had this great uh, roommate who had been a friend and and he was saying, be careful, you know, be careful like who you hang out with and what they know about your personal life. And today we would have like lost our minds, but back in the day that was actually very true. So even in the nineties, people were not openly gay, especially in the business. So I had the biggest crush on this guy that had replaced David Carroll in Grand Hotel mm -hmm. and a uh, big, huge crush. And I heard that he might be gay. And I was just, I didn't think it was true. And uh, and I just I couldn't believe it. And then he walked into the first rehearsal for uh, Lacage and played George. And I and so we talked about those times a lot in in uh, and, and how I was afraid to be myself. Like, I'm not even saying it be myself. I, I, I was I had this veil that I was trying to present myself on the street and in auditions and so what color forth. was the veil. Uh, <laughs> blush. How dare you? Um, blush. Erosion cloth. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it, I just, I don't know. There was something, there was a, kind of a coming of age for me during that show. I, I'm, it was, it, it was good. Thank you so much for appreciating it. No. And, and you won the Helen Hayes that year for Lacage. I, I did. Yeah, because the, 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 the uh, outstanding performance really was um, deserving of such a beautiful award. And I want to talk to you about another award-winning performance of a show. I also did not know until I saw it. And I'll, I'm going to be honest. And, you know, um, Natasha kept saying to me, you know, Maddie, have you seen, have, you've got to come see uh, Brell. Um and of course, you know, I, I was raised in Virginia. I don't know nothing. I kept thinking, oh my God, what is this show? I don't even get it. I don't get it. So I climbed in my 93 Honda and drove across to the zip, across zip codes and went to- you Sure did. Went to Metro Stage. And I, I remember Bobby at the end of that show with the tremendous, I believe it's If We Only Have, if we only have Love. Yeah. Have love and I remember, of course, Natasha came right to me afterwards and wanted to talk about the show. And I immediately fought back tears and said, Natasha, I just want to go home and 
I'll, I'll talk about this later because it was that experience that was almost uh, it was not a theatrical uh, performance. It was an experience because the music and the humanness, but the four of you, let's see, it was you, Natasha, um, Sam. Sam, and Bela. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was just amazing. And you won for Jacques Brel as well. Yes, uh, I, I, I did. And I was not. Look, thank you, uh, um, uh, Theater Washington and the Helen Hayes people. That's it's so lovely. But uh, honestly, haven't we all had like uh, this incredible experience somewhere on stage or in a theater? And it is just not recognized like it should be recognized you know what i mean and it yeah. doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all yeah and and you get to because i know that you i know at cauldron you guys did Jacques Brel, and i i didn't know that you felt i mean i knew you enjoyed our production but i didn't know you felt that way about it maddie and and you guys won a bunch of awards too and what was it that because i also remember didn't natasha like drag you to the side and re-sing marique for you yeah, she had done something during the song and didn't feel like she had given her 100% and she sang it for me again. Um, but I was, I was emotionally wrecked after the show. Yeah, well, look, I also have to say this. If there is ever a perfect fit, and there are perfect fits for Natasha everywhere, but if there was ever a perfect fit for a, a show and and a, a interpreting someone else's music, it's that show for Natasha Diaz. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's incredible in it, and she and it, it was because of her and Serge Seiden and Matt Gardner that that really like because we pulled that together in like so quick a period of time, and those lyrics are hard. You know, they are. You directed it, right? Yeah, yeah. They're I hard. To, I had to dissect a lot because I was like, what is this talking about? But, well, I, right? Uh, did, were, did you already know the Jacques stuff? I before? did not. I did not know the show at all. The only thing I knew was I knew Marie and I knew Carousel. You know, there are moments in my home. <laughs> what? That we're on a carousel. Yeah, you're on no, a carousel. No, moments in my home where I, mean, I will go on the phone and I will bring up a certain Jacques Brel song that that in, embraces or supports whatever <laughs> I'm feeling in that moment. <laughs> yeah, you got to hear Cheetah. Have you heard Cheetah do carousel? No. Oh, it's so good. And um, if you ever get a chance, I'll send it to you when we're when we're done. But um, if I can find it. But yeah, it's it's crazy that that you that is so up for like interpretation through an artistic eye that's why i love brell um and you know he played don quixote a man of la mancha like really? in french yes like and i think there's a there's a youtube video of him doing it wow yeah he was pretty um he was pretty amazing but yeah i i just i just i got you know sometimes you just get you luck out with material that is like just so good. And, and then that material clicks with you and you go, Oh, I, I can do this. I do it like this. Right. And other people can do it a different way. It's amazing to me. I, I think that's, you know, I really like to watch, I like to go to the theater alone. Um, 
because I really can sit there and not have that sort of split feeling of like, I wonder how my date's feeling or is it, or are they enjoying right. the show? Are they being entertained? Yes. Yeah. And I was so glad I went to Jacques Rowe alone. Not that I wouldn't be concerned about like, oh, what's Stephen thinking? But it, it is a different experience when you're just there alone experiencing the show and not having to think of other things. Absolutely. And, and, and it's, you know, like I tell you, this time down in, in COVID has um, forced me to appreciate a lot of different things that I, I, I never did before. And, and one of the things that I've decided that I enjoy is just being alone when I see art. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Like, but when a group of people say to me, hey, do you want to all jump in a car and go see blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I want to, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Well, I have something that I want you to do alone. Okay. What's that? I want you to start learning the script to buyer and seller. Um, the guy who works. Buyer and seller. It's a Judy thing, right? No, it's a uh, Barbara. It's Barbara. The guy yes, who I works for Barbara Streisand. Okay. Sorry. There's another. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I just, yes. Good. I do know the piece. I know the title. Oh my gosh, it's unreal. Is it a is it a play with music? No. No, it's just a play. It's a one man show. Huh. But um, when we saw it, I uh it, yeah, it's 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 pretty rich. Where did you see it? We saw it on COVID TV. It was during the uh, pandemic first part of like when everyone was really like plucky and like we'll get through this. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> plucky. Yes, and we were all plucky, dear. Before our souls were like totally just broken. Um, <laughs> like, oh my God, we can watch the national, the British National Theater on TV tonight for free. Oh, was let's it, do that. Was that like, Broadway you know, HD? Should I give out my my passcode to Broadway HD tonight? No, so we can all, okay. No, 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 no. Keep that. Keep that tightly uh, wrapped. Um, right. the, the only one that I'm, I'm really sad i missed is the that london production of follies i really wanted to see that um and i think it's down now i can't find it but um it, it, yeah we watched it on it was a thing like oh buyer and seller is going to be on youtube on this date um, wow and it was with the original guy michael yuri oh michael yuri yeah 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 it was fun it what did did you have anything during uh did you have any, anything on the COVID TV that that you were like oh I got to watch the whole series of the, the well of course I did of course I did I had never seen Breaking Bad we haven't either well I I can't well, okay a Stephen Gregory Smith I can't believe you haven't seen it oh. I know. And there's so much hype around it, and I and it lived up to everything and more. And I was obsessed with it. And when it ended, I I mourned it. And then I had to like watch. There's like a little movie that does a follow up afterwards. And there's um, Better Call Saul, which is another kind of um, uh, series that 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 rips off of it. And it's a spin off, a spin if you will, a spin off, quite prequel. Yes, a prequel. A prequel? No, not a prequel. It's a, oh, that's a prequel. Yeah, I guess Better Call Saul is a prequel, and the movie that I saw is a is the afterwards. What do you call an afterwards? 
a post mortem. A post, yeah, well, post, yes. <laughs> post mortem. It's a post show facts of notes to Strowman. Yeah. My yeah, afterwards yeah. is a drink at Capital City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are your pups? How are those pup baby puppies doing? You know, oh my gosh. They they've been going through their own like mental. We're not sure what Eddie's going through tonight. Yeah, Eddie is he's been circling around. I think he's making crop circles in our living room. Is he is he just upset that you're not paying attention to him? I think so. I think that's yeah. the story here. We we um of course they they haven't seen a lot of folks uh like this house usually sees uh coming and going. You know, right after, remember when we were plucky, um, right after yeah. everyone got their second vaccine and it was summer and it was like, yay, party. Yeah. Um, like they were beside themselves because they, they just could not imagine. Like they thought everyone had died but us, you know. <laughs> um, so and now, like, attention. yeah. So today, like Matthew um, had a student Oh, formal Matthew. Yeah, he had a student in the house, you know, masked up and everything. For the first time. And oh, really? Eddie was, Eddie was like a freako and tried to, like, get in a fight with Byron because, you know, who's getting more attention from the kid? Yeah. Um, this is what and, I do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is how I do it. I'm showing off for the And now he's just kind of staring at us like, why are you not loving me? It's, it's, it's you know, all the pets have gone through their own mental things during this as well and it's going to be awful when we like start leaving the house again it well it already did get awful um for me when i started rehearsing uh for beauty and the beast which unfortunately shut down very quickly but mabel was not okay and i was just down the street right yeah. i was coming home and stuff so yeah things are going to get crazy she's you know it's fine they'll adjust i guess i guess i don't know i'm surprised matt and i approve of it by the way this is not my disapproval i'm surprised that you had a student um you know i have last year i had 35 on zoom on zoom and, and how did you find that uh, you know what? I I actually have become a pretty good Zoom instructor with the piano. I understand how to reach kids. All of my students excelled probably 50% faster than they would in person. Really? Yeah. Because I hook up my, my cell phone or my, my app or my Zoom and I create a third window that they can see my hands if they need to. So they can see my face and my hands. Oh, I can record for them uh, a, a video to watch if need be because of the keyboard being filmed. I have a necklace on that it lays on my necklace and they can just they can just watch like it's a tutorial. Shut up. And then um, I tr I've turned it into a little bit of a game show. Like if they win, if they do good, I play like a silly song and ring a bell. Nice. <laughs> you know, they get a kick out of that. But um the in-person he's saying yeah. yeah but but we i started one student today uh as a as a little test now keep in mind i have been teaching in-person uh acting to kids since january 10th wow okay 
So with that social distancing and kind of understanding what I'm doing there. But that's not in your house though, right? It's not in my house. Yeah, yeah. Because I do that in my studio. We have masks and we socially distance and I, but it depends on what county you're in, like I said. But no, that's great. But, right, but so go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so so today's test is, is, is not to open up the floodgates, but to slowly tiptoe in to what that feels like. And honestly, you know, uh, the lesson was not nearly as good as it was in Zoom. And I wish parents would kind of understand uh, maybe the idea of an in-person lesson isn't always, you know, seeing Matt in the pugs is not exactly the most constructive way of our really? time. Huh. Yeah, because, um, yeah, but, uh, but our, our house also has many distractions. Oh, yeah, yeah. We look, yeah. Like, we look like the second act of Great Gardens. I, I under you do not. Um, I, I know I've been to your house over the pandemic. Wasn't it over the pandemic? Yeah, in the, it, it was when we were plucky in the summer. In the plucky, because Mabel came. We were plucky, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right, and then and we, it was so lovely, and, and I, uh, yeah, I feel like that was a year ago. It feels like it. Was it a year ago? It was just in July. Gosh. Gosh, that's a crazy. I, I tell you, Matt, I started doing some vocal coaching online, but it was through uh, Theater Lab. And they so they had the system. All I had to do was like sign into the Zoom room, right? But all of their music had been recorded, pre-recorded. So I that's that's what so I had so I found that to be great, but it was with adults and not um, teenagers or, or young. It, it wasn't with college age kids. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what the difference would be, but I certainly did not hate it. Yeah. No, I'm going to definitely be a hybrid the rest of my life. And if, if I could, I would teach piano on Zoom with a cup of coffee every day. Um, because it, it it's not it wasn't uh, I, I didn't I mean of course it took a while like everyone to get used to like looking at my computer, um, but you know I've had kids that don't even turn on a video. Huh? I had two kids from Croatia that didn't speak to me for three years. What? But I learned si- some signs in my with my fingers and different ways to communicate with them and chat, all kinds of different ways to get around that thing. And I use every example as a teaching uh, lesson for myself of, okay, now how do I teach? Wait, I'm still, look, I'm still stuck on Croatia. (laughs) I'm sorry. Can we just rewind to Croatia? How how did that come about? Well, I have two students that that did live here that were military family, but they were part Croatian and they spoke Croatian and they never spoke to me once. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. But I used that as a great learning curve of like, okay, so now what do I do? How do I get, how do I make this work? And it worked for three years. Man, I need you as a life coach. And that's how, now that's how me and Steven get along while being together. We just don't speak to each other. You know, so you have look, a couple of sign languages things that you'll do. We have a couple of signs. And that's, a couple that's of it. signs that you'll like, you know, uh, do. And other than then you know exactly where you are. Yeah. But I am, yeah. I am currently really, really <laughs> thinking hard about creating a creative musical uh, book that would be my own lesson plan for how to create or imitate on the piano. Ah. 
Ah, and, and when, when will that be in print? Well, you know, I would just, how, how would I make it in print? Yeah. How, how, you know, how, yeah, I just, I just, you know, made a book for my father. Go ahead. My father at the age of 86 uh, spoke his uh, memoirs of his life. Uh, my friend Ryan Dean Halbrook properly transcribed 85% of it. Okay. And we turned it into a book for him. And now that I've done that, I now realize at least what that process is, which has made me think differently about making a book. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, I worked with a publishing company in my hometown of Stephen City, uh, where I'm from. And so after having that communication with them, I'm like, oh, my God, well, this is not like rocket science. Okay. Okay. Um, so I would probably have to work with an illustrator. Yeah. Um, for some things. But I, I think uh, me and Stephen have been sort of tossing around the idea of what that would kind of look at, like, you know, um, maybe creating a, a very basic book at first and then going from there. I think you boys are fascinating. I think we sound like we're bored. I think, no, I think you're fascinating because you bite off things that I would never think of biting off and you actually chew them you chew them and you do them really well and and i, I you're you're kind of an inspiration oh as long as they're not vegetables i won't do that no i know you won't do vegetables everywhere but you won't do but a crescent roll occasionally you'll do even will eat anything that comes from the dirt uh, i i i bet you could sneak it in can't you i've tried he can always tell you can always tell if there's like carrots and the chili He's trying to poison me. All right. But, but, like, but isn't there like a good like marinara sauce, right? Isn't there like carrots in it? Oh, Probably. God, that would be terrible. I think I, th I, want, I don't want to say anything, but I think there's like carrots and celery and onions. I think it's called something. Yeah. Well, speaking of food, you know, everyone kind of did this whole like thing during COVID of like, oh, now I know how to bake my own bread. Yeah. Did you did you become like, okay, well, I guess I'll be making my own breakfast muffins. <laughs> no, no, I did come up with a nice um, cobbler recipe, you know, um, that I tried to refine and I started making it for, you know, like if somebody came by or, or for a Christmas gift. I was taking a lot of people around grocery shopping during COVID, some friends of mine, my friend Judy and, and stuff, and we would just all go together, all masked up and yeah. Um, and, you know, case I'd bring a, like, a, it was more of a, it wasn't a cobbler. It was a, what do you call it? It has a, a topping on the, the, uh, it doesn't have the bread in it as much as it has the fruit and a, like a crust on the top. What do you call that? Like a crumble? A crumble. Yeah. I guess you could call it a crumble. A surprise. <laughs> I call it a blueberry, a blueberry surprise. Uh-huh. Uh, are you a reader i am so name me three books that you would recommend three books that i would and i've already read the bible well david sedaris like anything by david sedaris and i just got his new um uh uh, uh collection uh, the best of, and it's quite good. Uh, I have to say that, um, is it James Lapine's uh, piece on Sunday in the Park with George? 
I devoured that. Uh, it was pretty incredible. I, and I was so disappointed because I kept thinking, oh, there's so much book left to, to, uh, to read. And it really was the script that they had, they had printed. And so, and there's this new book that uh, John Keith Hall recommended and it's by Christopher Moore. Uh, and it's called Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal. <laughs> wow. It's really very, very, very funny. Um, and the, yeah. Um, How did I do? How did I do? Did I do good on that? Yeah. Yes. Ryan Dean Halbrook is putting together a puzzle uh, in our house right now. And he just gave us a big thumbs up for the, the Biff book. Oh, does he know it? He does know it. Um, Ryan, think, Ryan is like, uh, who's the guy on Regis and Kathy Lee? Oh, Gelman. Yeah, Ryan's like our Gelman. He just kind of lingers and then tells us when they when they get off the air. Oh, I love that. I yeah, love it. we, we oh, need we need, a, we need a Wrangler. Well, ask Ryan if he thinks that it, that that Lamb should be a play. Absolutely. He said absolutely. Don't you think? I think we could do that. We could add. We could put music to it. We could take all of that music, all of this this. Uh, uh, religious hymn music that we don't have to pay rights for and put it into it. I think it's going to be good. Oh, I've got that covered. We've got that covered. Oh, well, let's start. Let's, oh, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a production meeting tomorrow morning. All, all departments report. Oh <laughs> I really miss singing uh, Sunday morning hymns with you and Dan Manning. Remember he would start playing some of his guitar on Sunday. Oh God. I, I miss, Look, I actually miss all of the social aspects of almost everything. And I and I still think of everybody, uh, you know, I, it's like a family that we all got quarantined and we can't see each other because we all live all over the state. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a very interesting time. I mean, I know I know personally, I mean, some days I think I'm faking my way a little bit because I just not. I don't know. I've had imposter syndrome, like a case where I'm like, am I, am I really even, am I supposed to be, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like occasionally you said occasionally, which is really like, I have it constantly. Yeah. It's like, it's 4 PM and I realize I really haven't done anything. Well, yeah. Or I walk outside and I'm like on this big, beautiful farm and I'm like, how am I going to get, I mean, like, how am I going to stay here? Like the, the work is not coming and, and th we've been closed for so long. And even when we were open, we keep closing and it's just, it's just odd. You just go, oh, I just never thought it would, it would get to a point like this, but it's fine. We're all survivors. We're going to be fine. Absolutely. And you know, I keep, I, I I, I'm not saying I want to all of a sudden, you know, go back, go and learn how to style hair and open up my own barbershop. But I do feel like maybe this is a time where I can really figure out not adding a period to my life, but another comma of like, OK, is this when I really start getting a piece of paper every night and starting with the first page of my little music book? Sure. And or, or is there something else that like I that we would be uh blessed to be doing or you know what i mean that would somehow be and i hate to use this word loosely a blessing for me and I, look a lot of times i do find that like teaching in a way is really serves me in a good way as opposed to performing but you know i'm sure you know i know that you both know 
that it there is a drain. Oh yeah, you feel like you give one fifty and get like eighty five back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not quite eighty five. <laughs> right. But no, on those days you get eighty five, you're like, yes, I feel really fulfilled and I feel worthy, you know. But other than that, it's not always. Yeah. I don't know how you guys are doing it there in Virginia. Um, I mean, just day by day. I think that me and Stevie have been lucky that we've both kind of creatively, you know, we've hit a few walls together and separately like everybody else. But for the most part, our creativity has kind of distracted us in a, enough that we can, you know, um, you know, have an evening to listen to Adele's album and talk about it or whatever. I love that. Um, I we'll love put together that. puzzles. We put together puzzles. When I do your shellac them and hang them on the wall. I almost thought about it. And then I said, I can't be that person. Well, <laughs> it depends on how hard the puzzle was, Steve. Well, that's why I wanted to do it. It was also a very cool image, but I, I, I'm not going to put a freaking puzzle on the wall. Like I'm a hundred. I can't. If I, if there is, a, if, if something else goes up on, if something else goes up on these walls, I will be upstairs in my bed singing T for two, I actually miss your little, uh, uh, VCR in the dressing room. So oh, you're the only yeah. one it's downstairs. Oh, I love that. I'm not the only one. It's downstairs with that trashy um um uh, what what do you what you and Felicia always watch? Oh god, the real Cancun. The real it's downstairs with the real Cancun in it. Oh, that's hysterical. That's hysterical. As speak uh, look, well, speaking of of VCRs in the dressing room, um uh you know, Tim Alex escaped, sent me a um and actually a voice message, he was driving somewhere and he apparently was driving through Columbia, Maryland. And he was like, I'm in your neck of the woods. I miss Midwestern Gothic. Um, and I, I just, you know, wanted to let you know I was here. I was like, well, why didn't you stop and have lunch? But, you know, whatever. We were just talking to Royce Favrek the other night. Were you? Yes. And we, of course, talked about Midwestern Gothic. And that's so funny. Um, it, it's twice in one week that's come up. Um, and that crazy, super talented cast. What was the girl's name again? Morgan Keene. Morgan Keene. Yeah. So she's a Disney girl now. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Oh, wow. She's like, uh, what show is she on, Stephen? Or is it no longer? I don't really know. Uh, I see her postings and I haven't like delved deeper. I am... I am so not a Disney queen, so I don't really follow the Disney world. Yeah, um, but it's, I see it's, some, it's a vocal ensemble or something, right? It's a it's a vocal um, harmony kind of uh, thing. It's it's like Glee for Disney. Yeah, something like that. That's it, that's it, how my mind wraps around it. I don't know. Yes, yes, it, no. That's she, she was so talented and lovely. Mm. Yeah, to go from like uh, wearing a you know bathing suit and holding a shotgun to Disney. I mean, that's her range. Yeah, I know. Like, oh gosh, and then that bathtub came out of the ceiling, and I got shot with like a, a rifle. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of missing families and theaters and whatnot, I'm just going to say this about a show that all three of us were in, and 
you know, some shows we all know have amazing books and some shows have amazing scores and some shows have amazing books and scores. And then some shows get like this alignment where everything just feels just fucking incredible. Yeah. And there was something about the Majestic. Elmer Gantry. <laughs> oh. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, uh, you're going to start singing that football song. No. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, and there was something that the stars aligned with the cast and the crew and the orchestra and the composer and the director and everything that happened with Titanic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was really special. I mean, just being on stage with the audience made you feel like you were all experiencing kind of the same thing. I mean, you're always experiencing it, but it felt like we were all living in that same bath. Yeah, and I don't... Do you remember the rehearsals in the studio? And Schaefer kept saying, you you just... You got to be able to imagine it in your head. And And none of us were. No. We were all like, oh, my God, what are we doing? Why Why is this happening? What is this going to be like? And then we all walked down to the set. And that was just incredible. I, I just remember that being incredible. And I, I remember being in tech and like people being up in the ceiling and like trying to talk to somebody that was like downstairs. I mean, it was really incredible. I just remember it was it was fantastical. Good, yeah. good boat. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we, of course, loved working with Eric in so many different capacities. And I think that the Titanic experience was just like a seven layer dip where every layer was perfect. Wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And and I and that big old orchestra. And I just do you remember we brought, we brought this up on another podcast. But do you remember James? The conductor. More. James Moore. Moore. Yeah. Moore. Do you remember his beautiful, like almost choreographed bow? Oh at, yeah. At the end that was like, fuck yeah, I just did that. Yeah. I mean it yeah. was beautiful. Yes. I love Jim Moore. I love watching Jim Moore conduct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I saw him do um something at the Kennedy Center, I think it was Broadway Three Generations or something like that. And I'd I'd seen him because I've known him for years and I was so proud of him. Uh, and, uh, and he was a joy to watch conduct. And then, and then he was at Titanic. It was so great. It was so great. We were so lucky to have him and, and that production. I, I just, I miss it. I, it came up on one of my timelines and I had to listen to it. It was like one of the promos that came out of the finale, uh, of the show. And it just sounded so great. Yeah. 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 We sang, we sang. I loved, uh, I brought this up too, but I, it always bears repeating. Eric, um, very simply explaining to us. So you enter, you come down here and you look around, you go, oh, it's going to be a good boat. <laughs> and so I remember Katie McManus and I would be like, well, our last boat was a very bad boat. So we hope yeah. it's a good boat. Yeah, this one's a good one. Oh, yeah, you picked a winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we picked a winner this time, kids. Yes, it really stayed afloat. <laughs> yeah, look at it. Oh, uh, gosh. And, you know, there's sometimes shows and moments that, you know, you're not on stage and, and you're in the green room and you think to yourself, oh, God, it's this part. Oh, God, get it over with so we can get to the next part. And that never happened in Titanic. No. 
every moment was like, oh my God, this is exciting part here. Oh no, this is exciting here. This is even greater. I can't believe those guys jumped from the ceiling. You know, I was asked to do that and I I had a sudden uh, um, doctor's note that said no. Well, let me just say this. A very uh, eager young actor that I respect very much. Um, just recently I had done a uh, it was after Titanic, but there was a flying sequence in this show. And um, and it was a lot more trouble for him and for everybody there than we had anticipated. And looking back, like watching that flying sequence, and it was just him kind of like going backwards and then lifting back up onto a platform. But But like watching that and then remembering those guys just like, I mean, I know that they were in flying rehearsal for like two weeks. Yeah. But it still was like, I was like that they, that was so much more than, than, than they have ever asked for. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I, I, I was scared for them. I was scared and it was perfectly safe. And, and this other uh, production I was doing was perfectly safe too. And it has nothing to do with, it's just, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I've never played Peter Pan yet. Well, there's still time, Bobby. There's Thank still you. Time. Thank you. I appreciate it. There's, there's. It's never too late. <laughs> well, Stevie, I see that we are almost at hour. Should I shut my mouth? Yes, I want to thank you for coming on, Bobby. It was a blast catching up. Did, did I bore everyone to death? I hope I didn't. Oh God, no. Oh, I no. love you guys, and it just makes me kind of want to like take a trip across town for an hour and then like snuggle into your basement and like you know and watch the real night. Cancun. Yeah, haunt you at night. So I love you so much. <laughs> love you too. Um, I guess hey. we'll talk soon. Yeah, Ryan. Thanks for the thumbs up. Absolutely. Yeah, um, okay, I'll, I'll order that book tonight. I love and approve of you, uh, and I will see you guys soon. All right. Okay. Bye, Bobby. Bye. Uh, thank you so much, Bobby, for joining us. Um, so great to catch up, as always. Yeah, we miss a lot of fun times. We've always had a really good time together. I'm trying to think. I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm trying to think of a, a hymn to sing that me and um, Dan Manning and Bobby used to always sing old country songs, old church songs mm -hmm. on Sunday mornings backstage. Was that when you were eating your nabs and uh, you? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I brought a cobbler. Oh, that's right. We did used to have the nabs. Uh, yep, the nabs were a thing. Oh my gosh. Um, well, so what I wouldn't give for a good nab with uh, Bobby <laughs> Smith right now. <laughs> ooh, that's what we call a drive-by fruiting. Um, all right. Thank you, Bobby. We love you. Uh, In the sweet <laughs> by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Wow. Good. Well, thank you for that, Matthew. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and Let you, the choir sing. And you are welcome. And you're welcome. If you want to know more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. Uh, that's also where you can find us on Facebook, Connor, E-R, and Smith. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. really helps us out a lot. Share it with your friends. Put it on your, your front door. Whatever you, you can do to help spread the word. It, it's, uh, it's 
been amazing um, growing this listenership with you guys. We really appreciate you. Um, and yeah, until next time. Um, wait, what am I doing? Uh, I, I do a closing number. What's your closing? What's the closing statement um, today? Um, the closing statement is um, don't be a stranger. Um, come make a new friend. That's that was gonna rhyme. I was like, come to the manger. <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, you, you come come for the listen, stay for the <laughs> dirt. <laughs> come for a listen, stay for the dirt. Oh God. Good night, everybody. Bye.